The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. The ongoing shipping crisis is not only affecting tire supply, it's also impacting the availability of other auto parts. And that's what retail tire expert Dennis McCarran, a partner at Cardinal Brokers, is going to talk about today. This is a very important topic, so let's get to it. Hey, Dennis, it's great to have you on our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here, Mike. We, we, we always appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to talk with us and to provide great insight and information for our listeners. And uh, today we're, we, we want to talk about the shipping crisis, but more specifically how that's affecting auto parts. You know, uh, several months ago, we aired a podcast episode in which we talked to an international shipping expert about what's been happening in terms of the overall slowdown and in, in product coming in from from Southeast Asia, specifically to the West Coast of the U.S., and spiking freight rates, which are causing all kinds of headaches down through the supply chain, uh, even to the the tire dealer level. But a lot of those discussions have been around the impact of the shipping crisis on tire supply and tire availability. But as you discuss in the November issue of Modern Tire Dealer in your Business Insight column, the, the supply situation is impacting the availability of other auto parts as well. Yeah, it's, it's um, and I would argue that it's a bigger problem than tires. Um, certainly, you know, tires are complicated. They have a shelf life. You know, the longer they sit in a container, the less chance you have to move them out. Um, you know, whether you, you ascribe to the tires have a born on date or a expiration date, that that's a healthy debate in the industry, but uh, with parts, um, as your tire as your as your tires wear down, if somebody says, "Hey, your tires are at three thirty seconds," you ought to consider replacing them. You can you have a pretty good metric of how long you're going to get out of those tires, and and I, the the tire you want may not be available. You know, maybe you want a tier one brand. But generally speaking, as long as the the dealer is is a little nimble and can just get product, um, you know, you may be able to put on a tire that maybe isn't your favorite or isn't a brand you recognize, uh, but you'll 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 still be able to drive to work. You'll still be able to take your kid to soccer practice. Um, with parts, if you can't get brake rotors, you can't drive your car. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you can't get a, a sensor or you or you know your car breaks down you can't get an alternator you can't drive your car and I think as the ships continue to load up I think we're at a hundred ships off the coast of California uh, I just did quick math and and Mike bear with me this is a sort of a theoretical or academic exercise this isn't real world data 
But I did the math uh, looking at how much can fit on a container ship. Uh, and well over 500,000 brake pads can fit on a container ship. Not that there's a ship out there that only has brake pads. Right. Um, but you, you start to, you know, do the math and put in oil filters and brake pads and brake rotors and shoes and drums and, and those products that are, they are limited in how many people make those products. There's not seven tiers of alternators. There's not right. seven tiers of, of brake pad manufacturers, uh, batteries, um, you know, I, I think we're down to what three major manufacturers of batteries mm-hmm. um, that go off into a lot of different, you know, labels and brands, but really there's only three, maybe four manufacturers. Um, you really start to concern yourself with the ability for the average American to get to work. I know uh, just a personal story. My father called me the other week and he said that uh, he started to hear his, his brake squeak. And normally my father's up in age and normally, you know, I would say, okay, dad, next couple of weeks, I'll, I'll get over there and I'll take it over to my guy and he'll do your brakes. And I, I said, you, I need to get your car in tomorrow. So I went over and picked up his car and, and took it to a friend of mine in the industry. And not only was there sticker shock on how much I had to pay, uh, we were unable to get rear rotors. Um, luckily the, the rotors are still within spec, but you, you know how rotors are today, the chance of a vibration or, or a, a noise problem without replacing the rotors on a car with 50,000 miles on it. Um, you run a risk of that, but, um, I mean, wow. imagine if it was the pads that we, the rear pads that we couldn't get a hold of. So it's, I'm not calling for the end of the world. You know, I don't think we need to go into full panic mode, but it, it's frustrating that we don't have control over this. It's just frustrating. You know, Dennis, you talk to independent tire dealers every day of the week uh, with Cardinal, and um, what are you hearing from them? Any anecdotes that you could share or just a general feeling? You know, are they starting to have to switch uh, customers to different brands or, or different tiers or different levels of product in order to compensate for what they're not receiving at the moment? What, what kind of effect is it having? So it's a good question. Uh, first, the tire, the tire shortages started feeling the pinch in July and August. And again, you can shift down, shift down, shift down multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with parts, there's already a pretty extreme shortage of oil filters, which is being exacerbated by dealers going out and hoarding product. Mm. Um, and and I, I really advise against that um, because what it does is it, it ties up your cash. You really don't know if you're going to sell that many of that specific oil filter. Uh, and, you, and you might end up not being able to use that product to turn back into cash to be able to fund other purchases that you need. So oil filters, I think, became like the first big light bulb moment. There's a problem out there. And now, now we're into brakes pretty severe. Brakes are getting really hard to come by. Uh, and of course, you know, anything proprietary like sensors and, and items that require um, computer-based components are also in really tight supply. Um, 
a couple of the things that I've been recommending uh, to the dealers is number one, you absolutely cannot absorb the cost of the increase, the shipping containers beginning of the year, it was $6,000 to move a ship across the Pacific. It's now at $18,000 that gets passed right along uh, in wholesale. And you just have to pass that cost along to the consumer. Uh, and the other item is, and, and this is uh, maybe a little more subtle, but as, if this gets worse, which it probably will, um, you cannot let a consumer leave their car on your lot until the product comes in. Right. You will quickly, quickly run out of parking spots in your lot. And, and there's a lot of logistics that can go in and a lot of options on how you can handle that. Um, but especially if you don't have a confirmed delivery date of a product within a week, somehow you have to figure out how to get that car back to the consumer on, on their property um, because you have to keep your parking lot open. Uh, Dennis, do you recommend discussing this with the customer at, at the point of sale up, up front when, when the customer brings the vehicle in? For, for work, is it worth having that discussion? Does the average consumer even know that there is a run on auto parts at the moment? So a little bit of good news, Mike, it, because of the pandemic, consumers have, for the most part, been very understanding, uh, not only of short staff, but of price increases and problems. It's all over the news, problems of getting product off of ships into the yard, onto the trucks, and then across the country. People have a good understanding of how that works and how it's really not the small business's fault that a product isn't available. What can get emotionally charged is if a customer drops their car off at seven o'clock and one o'clock in the afternoon rolls around and then we give them the news, hey, I, I can't get these simple parts for your cars. I know it's not a perfect solution, but my suggestion is if there's goodwill up front by the consumer that things take a little longer, to the best of a salesperson's ability, if somebody comes in for a squeaky breaks, I would, I would take the five to eight minutes to look at your suppliers and build out a ticket just to see the availability. If you have that conversation at eight o'clock in the morning or 8.30 in the morning that, hey, you know, we'll do our best, but I am showing uh, a, a product problem, then I think the customer will be a little more understanding. But when you call at one o'clock after they just got done a meeting where they got chewed out at their job and they got to pick up their kid at school, that's when the emotion gets put in and it mm -hmm. becomes a much, much harder conversation. Obviously, you can't do that for every job. If a customer says, I have a funny noise when I drive 35 miles an hour, you know, you, you, you can't try and price out a complete suspension package, mm -hmm. but you could at least lay the foundation of, uh, you know, we'll do our best to diagnose the problem. I just want to let you know that there is a parts supply issue and we'll get an estimate to you as fast as possible. And we will let you know what the availability is and whether or not your car is still safe to drive. If it's a, if it's a big concern or, you know, you give a professional opinion on the situation. I would think most uh, consumers would appreciate that level of transparency up front. 
Yeah, the the idea is to cut the emotion out of the conversation. It's already, you know, it's going to be an issue when the brake job on their other car got done 12 months ago and pads and rotors all around was $500 to $600 and now it's $900. There's already going to be an emotional element to that price. You don't want to compound that with late news that, oh, by the way, I also can't even get all the parts. When we talk about a shortage of parts, are we also seeing shortages in certain SKUs within certain parts as well? Or is it, is it across the board? Does it go that deep? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an inventory management expert. You know, I know the numbers. I, I know the basic logistics. But the parts that wear out the least are the, the fewest that are held in inventory. Mm-hmm. So what I'm seeing is like rear rotors. You know, you don't, you don't replace rear rotors every 20, 25,000 miles. Right. Front rotors do. So there's a bigger supply of, of the more common items. It's dwindling. But the items that don't move as fast are the ones that are running out right now. Mm-hmm. Long term, what's what's your advice for independent tire dealers who are uh, wrestling with this situation? Uh, my my advice is uh, is not always going to be met with a smile. Um, I, I strongly recommend not stocking up and hoarding product um, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, I discussed a little earlier. It it really dampens cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're going to have a hard time predicting which product you're going to need. Um, and it just, it takes up space and it gets sloppy and it gets Mm -hmm. hard to manage. Um, I understand it's difficult to be flexible, but I don't think this is going to be as big a crisis as like the, the media, the news at night is making it out to be. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're going to hit a lot of speed bumps, but I don't think we're going to have an all out crash and chaos is going to ensue. Yeah, I think we'll get through this as we've gotten through other issues before uh, in, in the past, but certainly something that our our listeners need to keep in mind and uh, certainly track. I, I would also think, Dennis, that communication with your, your jobber or your parts supplier or your local parts distributor is probably more critical now than ever, given, given the current situation. Would, would you agree? Is that a, an accurate statement? Uh, it, it is. The, the issue is this is this is really a global problem. Um, it, it's not the United States problem. It's not a, a regional problem. Everyone is going to experience this. So I, I would, you know, frustration is going to set in at some point because it's going to hurt your business. You're going to lose sales temporarily. Um, it's not like you can't get the part, but the guy down the street can. Mm, okay. Um, you know, if, if you're not being creative, if, if you're not expanding who you call and who you ask for parts, um, th- then you're limiting yourself. I know there are people out there recommending, you know, using eBay and, and some other uh, non-traditional uh, places to get parts. I, I don't know if I'm on board with that yet, but you do have to get away from just, you know, opening up your supplied parts vendor that's on your screen, you got to go a little old school and start making some phone calls. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you never know who's going to have a couple of rear rotors for a RAV4 tucked away in a in a shelf until you call. We we will reach that point where no nobody has them because they're not a high stock item. Mm-hmm. But you you got to put a lot of more effort into finding it and and you have to have open dialogue with your main suppliers and and make sure that that you're pressing them to get the full picture and make them tell you what they know it you know is it a six-month backlog is it tbd is it we don't know is it a week you you have to dig for answers right now that's all great advice and, and very practical advice, I would think, Dennis. Uh, thanks for joining us today. You know, thanks for your, your insight into this topic and the recommendations that you've made. And we uh, look forward to speaking with you again soon. All right, Mike. Happy to be here. Happy to talk to you. Thank you, Dennis. You got Take it. Take care. Thank you. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSB20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. To get in touch with Dennis McCarran, email him at the following address, dennis at cardinalbrokers.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com. Talk to you next week.